Sup, you beautiful bastards. Welcome back to the Philip DeFranco Show. Buckle up, make sure you're subscribed, otherwise I will punch you in the throat, and let's just jump into it. Y'all, we are killing ourselves right now. Just with the little everyday choices that we're making, and you know, we're all gonna die one day, but there's no reason we have to sprint towards it. But the good news is that researchers in this new study have found that it's really never too late. Right? Because while they found that people with better diets, they're up to 14% less likely to die of any cause during the study period compared to people with worse diets. They also found that people who increase their diet scores, right, having better diets by just 20%. They had an at least 8% reduction in mortality and a 7 to 15% drop in their likelihood of dying from heart disease. And while of course there was no better time to start taking care of yourself than right now, it was also really never too late. With researchers finding that if a 20 year old switched from a typical Western diet to like an optimal Mediterranean style diet, they could add on average 11 to 13 years to their life expectancy. But they also found that if you are a senior, right, you're 60 years old, if you switch things up, you could boost your life by nine years. And this is something I wanted to share also because it's, it's a personal story to me. For those who have been watching, you know this, but uh, earlier in the year I started having health problems. As a part of that and really just starting to worry about quality of life stuff, I started taking better care of myself. Since then I've lost over 60 pounds. Quality of life much better, mental health much better. I think a lot of that is connected to just being more physical and, and eating better foods. And hey, that's my experience, not necessarily yours. I don't know what every an individual person is going through. But for me, this is one of those stories that I, I'm doing for the, the people that have left comments over the, the last few months that are like, this is inspiring me to start changing. I don't even really feel comfortable showing you this, but maybe also that's part of the reason why it's beneficial that I show you this. Health and body-wise, I'm not where I want to be. I'm very comfortable with myself, but I'm not where I want to be. Uh, what I'm going to show you is it was supposed to be two of three frames with the third being a final. <laughs> but just from making better food choices, this is what my body change has been so far. I also kept that old video around because I, I, to a certain degree, I suffer from some body dysmorphia. Like I am who I am on the right, but like I'll feel like I am on the left. And so while of course this is primarily a news show, I, I also feel like I have a relationship with a lot of you to a certain degree, not gonna make it super weird and like push the parasocial relationship. But um, you know, if, if you were looking for a sign or a reason or 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 to be part of something where, where people are already doing stuff, I hope that today can be that spark, that it can make it so that this is your day one, so you don't have to do what happened with me and have like a fucking traumatic health experience. Though sometimes I wonder if uh people in their 30s can change without some trauma. And then Amaranth is okay. I know I know I saw a lot of people worried based off of how the, the story kind of ended yesterday. Right, and if you missed that, over the weekend she revealed during a live stream that she has a husband and has been in an abusive marriage, saying that he's been controlling her accounts and finances, her career in general, tons of people worried about her calling in wellness checks, there being kind of radio silence for a while, but last night she went on Twitch to give an update, thanking everyone for their support and adding. So as of today though, I have access to all of my accounts and finances again. Uh, he's not here, he's getting help. And I'm seeking legal and emotional counsel. Caitlin also saying the last few days have been tough, but she feels grateful to have so many people in her corner, though she did say that some people, including her camera person, have tried to exploit the situation, use it to get attention for themselves, and then made the situation worse by doing so. But saying that person is no longer her cameraman. With Caitlin going on to say that she's just trying to pick up the pieces and figure out what's next in this new chapter. I just want to get back to what I like doing, like what I like doing. Like I'm positive about the future, like I'm, I'm happy about it that I'm free, it's just still alive. And with this saying, she's also just excited to do basic things, which like when she was going through the list, it's fucking heartbreaking. She said things like uh, being able to watch TV, wear clothes that she wants, go on girls trips, uh, work on her own schedule and terms. But the, the standout sleep for eight hours a night because she said that he had been forcing her to sleep for just three to five, which is why obviously her situation is it's hers. It's a personal situation because it's public. I think, you know, people are talking about it and chiming in. But when, when she talks about her spouse getting help, I, I really hope that 
that's that's like that's a outside thing or that that is not seen as like allowing a door back into your life because like we talked about yesterday the the cycle of abuse from abusers is often a fucking just horrifying roller coaster. The best of the best, the worst of the worst. I love you, I'm taking this seriously. You're the, you're the one for me, you're the best thing in my life. You're a stupid piece of shit, you're a bad person, you're the reason this is happening. That is not love and that will never be deserving of your love. And I will also add on a very personal note, going through the comments yesterday, it really fucking broke my heart seeing how many people were thankful that I was saying what, understand what I'm saying is the bare fucking minimum. But I am glad that those words can make someone feel less alone and ideally people that are going through it that haven't been able to process that they shouldn't be in this situation if it can help them that would be amazing which is why once again if any aspect of this story resonates with you i'm, I'm gonna link to resources down below and then andrew tate beat emma chamberlain with piper sandler releasing their fall 2022 taking stock with teen survey which is their semi-annual thing that they do that we've talked about in the past and tate beat out emma chamberlain as teens' favorite influencer after she previously held the top spot with the rest of that list including the likes of kanye west mr beast and the rock though here's the thing that's going to be the most interesting what will the results of this survey look like next year because a key thing worth noting here is that this survey was conducted between august 12th and september September 23rd. And it was in July where we saw Tate's meteoric rise. I mean, in August, that was probably the peak. And since then, notably, after he got banned from social media platforms, the interest level in him has dropped. And for Kanye, this obviously happened before he started going on uh, anti-Semitic rants, as well as just lying about George Floyd. And so it'll be interesting to see how these numbers change over the next year, because also in this survey, I found that teens, when it comes to social causes, their primary concern was the environment, followed by abortion rights, then racial equality, inflation, and gas prices. But yeah, with this, I would love to know your thoughts. And then, I want to tell you guys how I've supported my gut health this year thanks to today's sponsor, Seed. You know, I've been taking Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotics in January, and I'm seeing the health benefits. My body feels great, and I think that's because Seed's unlike any other symbiotic on the market. They've combined a probiotic and a prebiotic to form their DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. It's designed to support gastrointestinal function and whole body health, and their unique capsule design uses an outer prebiotic capsule that protects the inner probiotic through digestion past your stomach acid for 100% survivability into your colon. When it comes to symbiotics, both quality and quantity of the strength matter. And Seed is setting a new standard for the probiotic industry in terms of clinical and scientific testing, which is why I use them. And while I feel the most support in my gut health, Seed's DSO-1 goes beyond to help promote systemic benefits like clear and glowing skin and heart health. In your first month, you'll receive this refillable glass jar and travel vial with a 30-day supply. After that, they send refills packaged with sustainable biodegradable materials. So go to Seed.com slash DeFranco and use code DeFranco to get 15% off your first month's supply of Seed's DSO-1 plus free shipping. And then, if you straighten your hair, you might have a higher risk of getting uterine cancer. So there's this new study that just came out from the National Institutes of Health, and it found that if you use chemical straightening products at least four times a year, that more than doubled your risk of developing uterine cancer. They tracked women between the ages of 35 to 74. There were 33,000 of them. They followed them for 11 years. While this was across the board for women of all races, the most impacted were black women, with researchers saying that's because black women use the products more frequently and were more likely to start at an earlier age than other races. But that is kind of where the specifics end. And while the study didn't call out any specific brands or, or really narrowed down the ingredients, they did list several of the chemicals that are used in these straighteners. Things like formaldehyde, metals, bisphenol A, parabens. Well, more research is definitely going to be needed here, and it is very likely to come. This could be a great time to, to, to jump on the natural train. It's definitely become a more popular thing to do over the years, and uh, this might be the, the reason. This might be the push that you try it out. And then, do you have hearing problems? It's not a rare thing. You shouldn't feel bad about it. 37 million adults have hearing trouble. But, and this is a fucking horrible statistic, only about 25 
90% of the people who could benefit from a hearing aid have actually used one. And that could be for a number of reasons. Maybe you've never even thought about it. It's just, it seems like a lot of work. It's, it's fucking expensive. Right? Previously, you'd have to go to the doctor, get a prescription, then all of a sudden you're paying two to $8,000 for a hearing aid. But like I talked about a little while ago, Biden made an executive order. He said, let's make it more accessible, more affordable. It could be over the counter. And now after just over two months, on Monday, it went into effect. So you can now buy these products over the counter and there's a wide range of prices. Sony sells one for $999, Lexi Lumen at Walgreens, $799, or and the pricing's wild. Walmart is carrying hearing aids that can cost $199 or $299 from Hurex. But the main key takeaway, if you or someone you know has hearing troubles, look into this. A massive quality of life improvement for millions and millions of Americans is now more accessible than ever. And then, fast fashion is worse than you thought. Or you've got companies ruthlessly competing to beat one another to the newest and coolest fashion trend. How fucking inexpensive can we make it? It's been especially fueled by TikTok, Instagram, celebrity influencer culture. Or you'll see some big name post a photo wearing something, and then all of a sudden there's this new market. A ton of their followers want it, so producers rush to meet the demand, which then leads to rapid rates of production, lightning quick delivery times, extremely disposable clothing, and aggressive marketing toward young people. With Shein specifically being fast fashion's biggest leading brand. They'll showcase tens of thousands of super cheap garments that then get replaced within a few days with a new style. And these revelations coming out from this new investigation are fucking wild. Right, so the products are manufactured by Chinese workers, though uh, that really feels like a euphemism. They're, they're basically slaves. And we now know this because an undercover worker went inside two factories that supply Shein's clothes and reported what they found. With the key takeaways being you got people working up to 18 hours per day with no weekends and only one day off per month. They make as little as four cents per garment, and that's assuming they don't make a single mistake because if they do, they're penalized two-thirds of their daily wages. And that's just commission, which is all they get at one factory, and in another, their base salary is around $550 per month to make at least 500 pieces of clothing per day. And their first month's pay is withheld from them, and their commission is cut in half to only two fucking cents. With those hours, like with what few they actually get to themselves, they're usually sleeping, there's no time left over, which is why you often found women washing their hair during lunch breaks. And why it wasn't uncommon to see things like this man at a sewing machine trying to finish his batch, saying that he started at 8 a.m. and won't be done until 2 or 3 a.m. And here's the thing, when you talk about China with, with human rights or these labor laws, like no one's expecting a high bar. But these mortifying conditions are in fact so bad, it violates even China's labor laws. And that's in addition to violating Xi'an's own stated code of conduct for suppliers. Which is why you now have the company responding to all of this by telling Insider, any non-compliance with this code is dealt with swiftly and we will terminate partnerships that do not meet our standards. But here's the thing, even if they switch things up, this is just a show. It is a game of whack-a-mole. Or they're solving the problem by, I don't know, how would I put it? Uh, replacing Vladimir Putin with Vladimir Vutin. He's a totally different guy, I promise. Or the thing is, Sheehan's been accused of grueling labor practices in the past, not to mention putting toxic chemicals in its clothing, copying items from independent designers, and mishandling customer data. Yet despite all of that, or, you know, I fucking think because of all of that, the company has grown to be valued at over $100 billion as of April. That's more than H&M and Zara combined. And if the market shows that you can act like you're trying to do the right thing and you don't lose customers, why would you fucking change? And once again, I am a cynic, but I don't really think things are going to change. But also, that's just my cynical ass, and so I'll pass the question off to you. What are your thoughts on this story in general? But also, do you think anything can change? But ultimately, that is where that story and today's show ends. As always, thank you for watching, like, and being subscribed to my daily dives into the news. To get more, you can click right here or on the new channel here. But as always, my name's Philip DeFranco. You've just been filled in. I love yo faces, and I'll see you tomorrow.